Inside Fashion Marketing, the podcast that gives you the tools you need to build your brand, grow your business, and connect to customers on Zalando. Snackable inspiration for fashion, beauty, and lifestyle brands. By Zalando Marketing Services, Zalando's 360-degree marketing unit. Hello, hello. Welcome, dear listeners. Great to have you on this show. I'm Andreas Santrup. I'm the SVP of Partner Services at Zalando and Managing Director of Zalando Marketing Services, helping connect fashion, lifestyle and beauty brands and retailers to consumers all over Europe. Today, we're talking about something we haven't discussed on the podcast so far, and that's cross-category brand collaborations. Cross-category collaborations are marketing collaborations between brands from different categories, such as fashion and beauty. In 2022, Aldo and L'Oreal joined forces with ZMS. The collaboration was based on the assumption that even though Aldo and two L'Oreal brands, Maybelline and Essie, share similar customer basket tendencies, they still had room to grow together. The starting point for the creative concept was to build a multi-brand collaboration campaign that celebrates the fun of dressing up, getting ready and going out by styling a full look from head to toe. The aim was to connect beauty and fashion audiences with a 360-degree campaign showcasing an exclusive product collaboration through expertly tailored media placements, both on-site and off-site. Here to talk to me about this exciting collaboration between Aldo and L'Oreal are Pascal Perez, Vice President Europe Franchise and Global Wholesale at Aldo Group, and Cindy Leclerc, Senior Marketing Manager, Wholesale EU at Aldo Group. Cindy and Pascal, welcome to the show. Good to have you here. Speaking of celebrating the fun of dressing up and styling full head-to-toe looks, what's been the most fun outfit you've ever styled? Yourself or someone else? Yeah, oh, I just love dressing up. So every year I go to the Museum of Contemporary Art uh, fundraiser here um, in Montreal. And my 2019 outfit was by far my favorite. Um, So every year there's a new theme that's presented by the committee and it highlights a form of art. Uh, That year, interestingly enough, uh, the theme was Clash Kids highlighting street art and uh, Berlin underground. So my outfit was grungy with a few statement pieces and these stunning knee-high boots. What a fun time. I cannot wait to go again this year. How about you, Andreas? Ah, I should have expected this curveball. This is, was a, a penalty kick. Um, well, let me start first. I'm, I'm a pretty nerdy in, in my dressing, so there's not much, uh, uh, how should I say, regular dressing up. Um, but uh, what I have to say I do enjoy or did enjoy was once there was a, a birthday party I was invited to and it had the theme of the 90s. And I was rummaging through my wardrobe from the 90s, and I managed to, to really look uh, the way I looked. Uh, very, very standard in the 90s. And this was, what was it? It's not that long ago. So um, it, it really felt retro. Very fun. Well, you're back in fashion now, Andreas. The 90s are back. <laughs> uh, back in fashion now, yeah, indeed, indeed. You know, this is, it always comes in cycles. You just have to, if you stick to your style, don't worry. Eventually, you'll be in, in fashion again. Exactly. So, uh, Cindy Pascal, if you could introduce yourselves a bit and, and also how the, the listener who's perhaps not as familiar should think of, of the brands we have here in front of us. Absolutely. So I have worked in the luxury fashion and high jewelry uh, industry for most of my career, almost 15 years now, uh, in creative and commercialization roles. And and now I've been working with Aldo for the past year. In North America, I grew up with Aldo and they have grown with me. The brand continues to deliver trends without compromise. I can can really remember even, uh, you know, in my 
younger years, I would just pop into to an Aldo store on a Saturday night because I my plans changed and I needed a new pair of shoes that didn't go with my evening plans. And so I, I popped in, got a new pair, and boom, I picked up a new pair and danced the night away. So um, I'm very familiar with the brand. And Aldo is really the leader in footwear, handbags, and accessories for men and women. With the recent investments in footwear technologies, our products are really made to keep up with the consumers um, and their, their busy lifestyles while keeping them on brand. Um, our social statement makers, as we refer to them, are, are really um, at the core of product development as well as um, how we deliver the campaigns to them. And so that's, you know, I guess Aldo a bit in a nutshell, but uh, Pascal here has uh, a little more experience than me. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to Pascal to speak a little, to do a bit of a deeper dive into the brand. Thanks, Cindy. So I've been in fashion since my teens. Um, so it's been quite a long time. I started in the snowboard skateboard industry and through school, studied finance, certainly migrated into fashion uh, to a different degree. So I actually worked for Puma. Uh, for nine and a half years, which a lot of my work was actually spent in Herzog and Auric in Germany. Um, and then 10 and a half years ago, I joined the Aldo Group in various roles, which included uh, product development, sales, uh, business development. And as of late, I started overseeing, uh, as you mentioned earlier, uh, global wholesale and our European franchise business. And, and what's really great about this role is that it encompasses everything, right? So it encompasses a bit of the product side of it, the sales side of it, the business management side of it. So it's pretty exciting. Um, in terms of the Aldo brand and the Aldo company, I think what really makes it special, and it's hard to say in a few lines, is really the ethos of the brand, uh, which is love, integrity, and respect. And this has uh, been instilled by our founder, which is Aldo Bensidun, which we call him Mr. B. Uh, and that's transcended into his son, who is now the CEO, David Bensidun. And these values are basically intrinsic into everything that we do, whether it's our daily interaction, the way we look at our product, the way that we look at a marketing campaign. So it's really about inclusivity. Uh, and then our promise to deliver the best experience in every single capacity or level to the consumer. So basically, from the people that live and breathe it every day, that work through it, our, our, our promise to ourselves and the customer to make sure is that we push the love, integrity, uh, and respect and everything we do, which is actually quite a beautiful thing to do. And it's great to be working for this company. So it really allows us to have a winning recipe when it comes into product, saying that we try to respect the customer. We love what we do. We want people to feel good, feel comfortable and what they do in our day to day. So that's, uh, that's a bit of a nutshell of what the Aldo brand and the Aldo company stands. Nice one. Thank you for sharing. And, uh, it's amazing to see the, the rich and, and varied experience and background that you bring to the table. Uh, on this this exciting brand, I wonder against that backdrop, uh, could you could you explain to our listeners a bit, you know, how this collaboration came about, uh, how you ended up uh, collaborating with L'Oreal on uh, on this campaign? Yeah, it was an interesting uh, interesting story. Nothing revolutionary, but in, just in the sense that we were our, um, Michelle Thaimi, which is uh, the president of the Alder Group International. Uh, we were visiting uh, the uh, Zalando team in Berlin for a business update meeting, which is always good to have a face-to-face -face meeting after COVID, which had been quite a few years. It was actually nice to have an uh, uh, in-person meeting. Uh, we were discussing on a day-to-day -day businesses and how do we grow the partnership to um, a new level and in, in a new way. Our, our take is always to try to reinvent ourselves and reinvent ways to uh, mutually benefit each of the companies. And uh, we had a brainstorm session, a very open conversation session. 
And the idea of doing a collaboration with, you know, or fashion footwear and accessories and handbags with another brand to try to really celebrate the fact that we were out of COVID and we're back into a celebration mode. And the reality is that we kind of landed after a few different conversations on L'Oreal. And it was actually a really great fit because the reality is that L'Oreal and Aldo really are strong in the, in, in, the, um, in the category of events, right? So whether it's going out, getting ready. So we decided to come with this great idea of having uh, kind of like a, a post-COVID celebration of coming out and, and, and celebrating and getting ready. And that's how we kind of came up with the, the idea of L'Oreal and Aldo. Excellent. And um, I wonder, Cindy, can you, can you fill us in on the objectives that you agreed on for the campaign? Absolutely. Uh, so the main objective was really customer acquisition, right? So through a cross-category collaboration, we found that that was the, you know, obviously a very significant fit in terms of, you know, makeup and shoes just kind of go together to complete an outfit, right? So uh, we really wanted to increase brand awareness too at this time, um, kind of lining up our pre our fall plans, right, leading into holiday. Um, so it was really important to deliver a brand story that was aligned as well with the product concept. As Pascal mentioned, um, Aldo was known as a top brand for dress and the consumer was seeking vibrant ways to express themselves. So uh, the concept of dopamine dressing resulted from all the, you know, the ZMS brainstorms. Very good. What would you say um, characterized the creative concept that was employed in the campaign? Yeah, so I, I like to keep things relatively simple at the beginning, right? Start off with a, a simple idea and simple expectation, and obviously it can kind of morph out into something more complex. But to to me, at the beginning of the the conception was really to make sure that it was sensory uh, kind of feeling, it was colorful, that it was dynamic, and all while making a branded impact for for all brands. Um, that was really the crux of the idea behind it. Mm -hmm. And um, if you look at this idea. Uh Would you say it was easy or, or difficult to get uh, both Aldo's and L'Oreal's brand image, you know, be reflected in the execution of that idea? What were perhaps the biggest blockers, the biggest obstacles? I have to say that when the brand pillars align, it's really easy to keep the brand DNA infused across campaigns. So from a practical um, perspective, we work closely with, with Adamas to ensure equal weight of brands um, and ensure that they were well represented across the content and some of the you know small ways that we were able to do that was really highlighting the logos proportionally um, as well as ensuring that from a product merchandising perspective we were representing equal weight right um, and so it was I would say a bit of a challenge but in the end you know I think with the collaboration and the, the support of the ZMS team and you know the the easy partnership with with L'Oreal um, we were all very pleased with the outcome. That's very good to hear. Still, if I may, may tease you a little bit more, you know, um, if if these things were easy, then we would see a lot more cross-brand collaborations. Um, so I imagine still there were some obstacles that you had to overcome. Perhaps you can share a bit so that our listeners can also learn from from your learnings. Yeah, look, it's a great point, Andreas. I, I think it was surprisingly simple given that there's three large organizations involved here. Um, you know, everyone was aligned with the overall idea And his NMS team did an amazing job of really being facilitators and connectors between these three, you know, big companies, whether it's Zalando, L'Oreal, and Aldo. Looking back in hindsight, in terms of the one challenge I would say is that, um, and of course, this is always in, in a very constructive manner, right, in a way to always improve. And 
at least from my side, and maybe there's more technical sides of it, as you know, um, Sidney mentioned, to have a slightly more balanced approach to branding, which I think can easily be addressed. My feeling is that the one thing that would probably be quite helpful for, for both brands is to have someone on premise during the production uh, time. This probably allows for a little bit more facility and, and less adjustments in post-production. But I have to say, you know, if I was to, to gauge uh, the collaboration, the execution and the output, I would gauge it at a nine and a half out of ten. Like it was quite strong with um, with a lot of facilitators. And I think ZMS did a great job in supporting us through this. Well, thank you very much for that feedback. Uh, I will talk to the team after this uh, podcast to see why they didn't get the 10 out of 10. <laughs> you know, nine, or, nine and a half is already, it's a good starting point. <laughs> yeah, Andreas, for me, uh, a 10 out of 10 is almost an impossible mission because it means perfection. Uh, so I'm not usually too hard of a marker, but I usually keep, uh, you know, a nine and a half is typically a 10 for most people, I would say. <laughs> okay, okay, good, good. Uh, I, I will take that into account when I talk to the team. Um can you, uh, speaking of, of the collaboration with uh, also with the ZMS team, I wonder, perhaps you can tell us a bit about the um, the work you did on the media strategy and how to connect, therefore, with the consumer, or rather the consumer with the collection, I should say. Yes, so definitely. So um, we employed a, a full funner consumer experience. Uh, we really... Um, we kicked off with a twenty-four, like a, a one-day top teaser takeover on the Zalando uh, homepage. Um, that led to a customized landing page where we really had the chance to and the opportunity to showcase the beautiful content that we created, um, as well as align that that product. And so we had almost you know the landing page become a little bit of a a microsite right for for L'Oreal and Aldo products uh, to to live. And then all of that was also funneled in with um, on-site media placements. So that that ran for a couple of weeks, as well as some off-site that we did, which was was very interesting because we got to, to reach our, our new consumers. Um, and so we did TikTok, we did Facebook, and you know, all of this was handled through uh, ZMS, as well as uh, we we engaged influencers too to tap into this moment so to even create more customized uh, content around around this. So it was really like a a 360 approach. Uh, leveraging you know, all the tools that MS has for us um, to, to to succeed. Thank you. And um, you already allude, you know, to um, the user journey, uh, in particular given the cross-category nature. Could you tell us a bit more about, you know, how from a landing page perspective and this user journey perspective, um, you manage to cross-feature brands? It was really important for us to have a user experience extended online, and that it included all products and an equal weight. Uh, we wanted to make it equal for everyone involved. Um, working alongside uh, ZMS, we merchandised the page to allow for equal weight of SKUs from the brands, as well as the uh, as well across our own categories, which of course is footwear, handbags, and accessories. Each creative look led to a respective collection page that allows the user to deep dive into the product uh, discovery and journey. Um, then they could easily add all the products uh, to their cart, which resulted uh, in, in us having a really strong uh, customer acquisition. Thanks for sharing, Pascal. And um, indeed, I think it's it's no no exaggeration that um, cross category customer activation. This campaign was hitting home on on one of the holy grails of e commerce. This is one of the the hardest things to do online, and um, and I think the the results here were very encouraging. Uh, speaking of which, I wonder, um, Cindy Pascal, any any KPIs you are you are uh, prepared to share with our listeners? 
Um, well, absolutely. We're you know this is a campaign that we're we're very proud of uh, internally. Super happy with with the results um, compared to the same time frame last year. Uh, well, I mean the previous year, uh, we managed to grow our customer base and improve overall performance. Um, across the board, but specifically during the campaign, the average number of orders per calendar week containing both Aldo and L'Oreal products was up 166% um, than prior to the campaign. So super satisfied with uh, with those results. And we saw a 60% lift uh, in new customers during that time frame. So that's aligning with our initial KPI um, and which really helped as we continue to see the strong retention rate of those new customers acquired throughout the holiday period. Um, so for us, really confirming that, yes, of course, the collaboration was, as you said, the holy grail was a success, um, as well as confirming that the timing, um, even in October, being an ideal time for this type of collaboration, given the, you know, the, the new acquisition right in time for uh, the holiday period. Nice. Thanks. Good stuff. Now, as we are unfortunately nearing the end of our conversation, I'd like to ask the two of you, what would you like to share as the top takeaways for listeners who are contemplating, considering also to create captivating cross-category branding campaigns? What would you say? So at least from my side, is to really have a strong brainstorm session. So it's really to have an open book, no bad ideas, conversation on What is the best approach? What is the end goal that we're trying to get to as well? Who are the right brands they want to collaborate with? Um, next, you want to align on the mutual benefit, uh, beneficial strategy and goal, right? It's going to make sure that everyone kind of comes out of this happy and, and uh, content on the, on the output. You got to remain open, but also stay principled. So you got to be open to different ideas coming from the outside, but you have to protect what individually you need to protect as a brand, as a company. And lastly, it's Like any good business deal, everyone must leave the table and feel good with the output, um, equally happy. You never want to be in a position where someone is, is feeling like they've won over another one. Really, the, the, the mutual uh, benefit is, is key in this. Very good. And Cindy? And very well said, Pascal. And I'd have to say just uh, from the creative perspective, really that storytelling is key um, and making sure that the products selected have a connecting story. Then the campaign almost comes alive and, and, and writes itself, which, you know, really supports in those brainstorming sessions. So, um, and I would say, you know, the devil is in the details as well. Obsess over the little things from the copy to the skew count, to the styling details, being on site, as Pascal mentioned. Um, these are what create a seamless user journey that Zalando customers are expecting, as well as when you're doing these collaborations, it is important to ensure equal weight and and that, you know, the, the brand story stands out um so so really getting into the nitty-gritty it's it, it really helps in uh, having a seamless campaign so. thank you great insights thank you for taking the time today and uh, dear listeners if you're looking for more info we've also dropped some useful links in the show notes of the episode so make sure to check them out i would also like to say thank you for listening and tuning in and uh, if you like the episode do hit subscribe you'll have more wisdom to come from our top marketeers across our partner base in the next episode. Thank you and bye-bye.